Monday. And the year's gone by very fast. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners. I just checked our subscribers on Spotify. We almost have 2,000 subscribers, which is pretty cool. Huh. Cool. So, I, I haven't thanks. kept up with numbers in a while. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I haven't listened to our podcast in decades. That too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to listen to it because I listen to it when I edit it. So I was keeping up with it for a while just for my own quality control, just to see where I was fucking up. But now you're getting too cocky. And you're yeah. like, I'm perfect. I don't need to listen to it. Yeah, I don't that's make a, mistakes. Yeah, so I haven't listened to it in a while. And uh, now you guys have to deal with it. So, <laughs> Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't have to edit as much as I used to. God damn, I remember I was thinking this the other day after working on Ramon's part two. Mm-hmm. There were just giant sections that I didn't have to do anything to, and it was so fucking nice. Uh because I remember the first two seasons, like, I was just getting so frustrated editing because mm-hmm. there were all these random fucking noises, people interrupting, and, like, I don't know. I feel like we've got a pretty good flow. So, thanks to you and Cassie, who's not here. But her allergies seem to be better, too, because I used to have to cut out sniffles every two seconds. Oh, yeah. I would just have to mute her if she wasn't actually talking <laughs> because she was <laughs> sniffing and, like, rubbing her nose and shit, like, nonstop. But, uh, yeah, so on our Patreon, we uh, we put out an episode about... Oh, wait, what was the question? We got the Patreon episode we literally just recorded. Oh, ODB. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's, yes. Okay, <laughs> so we just put out um, an episode about Old Dirty Bastard from Wu-Tang Clan and how uh, he was on the run for like a month before getting caught by police at a McDonald's. Um, basically was a fugitive, performed a show and all this shit, so... Anyways, that was a fun story that we covered over at patreon.com slash deathbypodcastteam. And uh, we have decided to do a series on musician arrests. And we're going to start, well, I guess we already started it with that one. But we're going to start on the main feed here with a mini episode about when Johnny Cash got arrested for picking flowers. And this is funny to me because he's a guy who always, he made a living pretending that he was like, a criminal like he had all these songs about prisons and shit and he had like never Shooting been arrested. people yeah yeah he had never fucking gone to jail you know he's a poser <laughs> he's the definition of a poser and he's making money and playing all these prisons and and kind of acting like he's one of them and he's i think not. that was sort of a trend at the time too because i think there were a couple other artists that kind of did the same thing yeah, but like he was like the most famous one the outlaw country type shit yeah. but he didn't get in any fucking trouble he did later on but uh, at first, that was not the case, and he was like playing all these prisons and stuff like he's one of them. And yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't imagine when you play in a prison, you get paid. Maybe the prison pays you? I mean, who's giving you the money? I'm not sure, but well, I think when he did Folsom and uh, uh, San Quentin, mm-hmm. I think when he played those prisons, they were just they were doing live recordings so yeah. they, ter- they turned those into they did make albums, albums out of them. so i guess he got and they money. made money that way That's so they, the guys at the prisons got a free show they got the recordings and when they get out of prison they're on the album they have a favorite artist yeah that they can now go and support yeah and they can hear themselves on the album like For- he's like if you listen to him like he's sitting there talking to these guys they're talking back to him so mm-hmm. like if you were talking to Johnny Cash while you're in the prison and then you get out and you get a copy of this thing, you can hear yourself yeah, that's on pretty, a Johnny Cash album. That's pretty fucking cool. I have the, uh, I have Live at San Quentin quadraphonic. I doesn't, I was, I was about I to say, think, I don't think we have the equipment to, no, to work mine, that. I, we I have the record. Stereo. 
Yeah, I have stereo, but I don't have, I don't have, I think you need four speakers to do quadraphonic. That's like the whole. You need a uh, processor to do it too. I don't fucking I, I know. think. My, shit, my record player is not that advanced, but yeah, you should look it up because I've got it in my room. I don't know if you need a special stylus or a special record player for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look it up. Well, anyways, we're going to talk about Johnny Cash's arrest here. Yeah. Uh, first, that'll be after I tell you who you're listening to, which is, and I blank, blanked. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I had it right you there. You fucked it up last time, too. Yeah, I did. You're listening to Death by Music Podcast. I am Jake, of course. Uh, if this is your first time listening and you didn't know that, well, now you do. Uh, I'm here with Alex and Cassie is out again today. Yeah, if, if it's your first time listening, also know that this is a mini episode. So yes. I've been looking at our numbers, and I think it's interesting. Our mini-episodes, some of them have more plays than our full episodes. Really? Which is, that, that's wrong, you know? <laughs> that shouldn't be how it goes. The mini-episodes, we don't do, like, research on. We just find a cool music story, because we just want to be able to put, put something out every week that you guys can listen to and learn some shit about music. So this is stuff that we don't we don't know the story we're reading somebody else's article and we're just kind of reacting to it our main our main episodes our actual seasons are put together where we do all of the research we're writing at least 10 pages of our own research on an artist lately it's been like fucking 20 pages and all of that is like our thoughts and words so if you think that the mini episodes are are the main content they're not <laughs> and if we sound like we don't know what we're talking about generally it's because we don't we're just yeah. we found a story or someone sent us a story and you know we're just putting some shit out so anyways welcome uh our most recent main main episodes were the ramones part one and two so definitely go listen to that that was a super fun series to do and we'll have michael hutchins from in excess out soon as well so if you're hearing stories about people who have not died that's a good indication it's a mini episode Although Johnny Cash has died. Yes. I'm but we're not talking <laughs> about that. <laughs> we're talking about the arrest. Um, this article is by Jim Buggs. Um, I'm not really sure how to say that. B-E-A-U-G-E-Z. How would you say it? Bogez. 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 That's fun. I like Bogez. It's called the That Time Johnny Cash Was Arrested in Starkville, Mississippi. A uh, wild night that inspired Johnny Cash's Starkville City Jail song is commemorated with a marker on the Mississippi Country Music Trail. So this was published May 14th of 2021. Uh, before country music outlaw became just another outfit for would-be badasses to try on, Johnny Cash made it a job description. But among the seven arrests he accrued during his most tumultuous years from the late 50s, to 1967, none was quite like the time he was arrested in Sarkville, Mississippi while picking flowers on May 11th, 1965. The way the man in black told the story of his mishap in the song Starkville City Jail from his 1969 live album Johnny Cash at San Quentin, he was innocently picking dandelions and daisies when the sheriff pulled up and carted him to jail, where he spent the rest of the night and paid a $36 fine. Of course, like many stories, he left out a couple of details. Like the public drunkenness and indecent exposure charges, they stuck to him in addition to trespassing onto private property to pick those flowers. Oh, That okay. makes more sense. So he's a fucking liar. <laughs> we we actually just listened to the live track before yeah. recording, which I recommend that. Did you pull that up on YouTube? No, that, that's on a... 
Spotify? Uh, Spotify, yeah. You just look up the name of the song. It's there. Starkville City Jail. So look it up and you can hear him kind of telling the story. Yeah, and he's, he's uh, you know, you get to hear the audience and everything. He's he, interacting with them. It's, yeah. it's pretty funny, actually. My favorite part was when he was in the middle of the story and somebody said something. He was like, what? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you because I was talking. And then he just <laughs> continued the story. Um, on Friday, the Mississippi Country Music Trail commemorated Cash's Night in the Octibeha. Wow. Can't say that. Octibeha County Jail, which is incidentally still a dry county oh that sucks although he could legally have a drink today inside city limits uh with a historical marker in starkville so what does that mean it's a you can't sell alcohol in the county but you can drink alcohol in the county so all right so probably yeah in the surrounding county it's dry the only way to get alcohol would be within the city limits at a licensed uh dealer you want to call him that <laughs> an alcohol dealer <laughs> an alcohol dealer yeah you probably have to be at like the one or two bars that they maybe have dang and That's obviously weird. you're not walking outside with you know it's not like new orleans where you're walking down the street with, with a, an open container open container yeah that's crazy i didn't think there were still dry counties in this day and age especially after the pandemic they were like you want to you want a yeah. margarita to go here here we'll put a straw that's, in it for you too that's gonna depend really depend on what part of the u.s you're in that's fucking wild all right longtime cash sideman and friend marty stewart performed starkville city jail on a martin d45 guitar cash frequently played during the san quentin era cash's marker joins 34 others to date celebrating artists like jimmy rogers charlie pride conway twitty faith hill tammy winnett and stewart himself well, the Starkville City Jail incident was soon overshadowed by his October 1965 bust in El Paso, Texas, for bringing more than 1,000 speed and sedative pills across the border from Mexico. Its legend grew in the years that followed. Stewart, who grew up an hour south of Starkville in Philadelphia, Mississippi, no, don't do that. That's confusing. Yeah, that's wrong. Um, once asked <laughs> his former boss and father-in-law, he was... Uh, married to Cindy Cash from 1983 to 1988. Uh, He asked this guy what really happened. He said, quote, well, what I remember about the night, and I still to this day can't imagine Johnny Cash playing a frat party, which is what the circumstances were. I put on a decent show, but I put on a really good show after the concert was over. Johnny and June Carter Cash did play an impromptu set at the Pi Kappa Alpha Fraternity House after a concert at Mississippi State University. But it apparently happened a year earlier, says John Arledge, who booked Cash to play at the Lee Hall Auditorium on campus the night of May 6th, 1964. Arledge paid $1,950 for Cash's performance and sold out the 1,000-seat venue in two hours at two bucks a head. Two dollars to go see Johnny Cash? Yeah, so he got got his money back. That's $2,000 in profit. And then he... Well, he made 50 bucks in profit because he paid cash 1950 so he made 50 bucks off of that i mean that's pretty fucking out. solid yeah it was gonna be like 90 dollars to go see billy strings the other day i was like fuck that 90 bucks yeah with all the fees and shit it was These crazy people, they're getting fucking greedy that's what it is yeah i thought for sure they would drop the prices uh closer to the show because all of the seats were empty <laughs> but they didn't no they were they were expensive as fuck the fees were like 20 bucks for each ticket it's crazy there's uh, absolutely no reason for that no and it was indoors nobody wants to see Not billy even, strings inside fuck that yeah 
They're, uh, yeah, they're just greedy. That's what it is. After the show, Arledge went backstage and Cash asked him, Now where can I get a drink in this town? Arledge said, Follow me. I took him down to the Pike House and he started talking and meeting folks and told his band, Y'all go out to the trailer and get our instruments and bring them in. So they did. And he and the band played for about 45 minutes while they were drinking and having a good time. Mike Strife, one of Arledge's fraternity brothers, remembers the house staff cooked fried chicken for the band. And Johnny and June sang a rendition of the gospel song, Were You There When They Crucified My Lord While Sitting on the Kitchen Floor? Afterward, Arledge made sure the band and their van and trailer got back to their motel safely. The following year, the university invited him back for an encore performance, this time at a larger space on campus. That night also ended memorably, but for all the wrong reasons. Cash didn't appreciate the sheriff interrupting his flower picking, which he made clear by repeatedly shouting and kicking his cell door so hard that he broke a toe. Hmm. Fuck that. On his way out the next morning, he gave his shoes to his 15-year-old cellmate who deputies also nabbed on a public drunk charge saying, here's a souvenir. I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Cash Maybe that's is- why it's a dry county. <laughs> the 15-year-old's out there drunk. <laughs> Was the kid in there too for being drunk? That's what it said. Oh, it. wow. I, on his way out. The words the next literally morning. came out of my mouth. Yeah. But- yeah. They nabbed him for public drunk charge at 15 years old. Nice. Uh, Cash's anger didn't last much longer than a hangover, though. Quote, he invited the policeman who arrested him to one of his shows later on, Stewart says. It was all in good-natured fun and a grateful way, an easy way to say, thank you for saving my life, maybe, that night. Uh, Locals have latched onto the story and helped fuel the legend of Starkville City Jail in 2007. Then Okitibi County Sheriff Dolph Bryan symbolically pardoned Cash the short-lived Johnny Cash Flower Picking Festival. They made a fucking festival out of this shit. That's <laughs> insane. Well, you got to imagine there's probably not a whole lot going on there. They got to strum up some tourism yeah, somehow. <laughs> Says they returned his $36 fine to his daughter Kathy Cash. They better have accounted for inflation. I'd I was be about like, to Fuck say, you guys. yeah. What was it? Hold on, 2007 from I got it right here. 1967, I think. 2007. Let me put the date in here. Uh, 1965. Yeah, 1965 to 2007. $36. That's $242. They better give her $242 <laughs> fucking dollars. And Kathy 35 Cash. Cents. You better go back there and demand your money. Yeah, and while well, it's been another almost 15 years, you better account for that too. Yeah. For current inflation. <laughs> Probably the best Chamber of Commerce ambassador the city of Starkville's ever had, Stuart adds, is Johnny Cash. So that is the story of one of his arrests. Not very badass. Not very outlaw. He's just picking flowers and getting fined. Anyways, yeah, you can hear that on the Live at San Quentin album. Probably catch the performance on YouTube. I'm sure all th- I'm pretty sure all those were videotaped as well. So that is the first uh, in our series of musician arrests. We've got a few more coming up for you. Uh, Boy George was arrested when he imprisoned an escort. We have Joe he Strummer. He imprisoned the escort. Yes, he imprisoned. Oh, so uh, that was like a kidnapping charges i believe something like that yeah he had this escort this dude like at his house and he would not fucking let him leave that's illegal yeah yep that's why he was <laughs> arrested illegal. <laughs> so that was one we've got uh joe strummer from the clash when he was arrested on stage for like fighting a fan with his gu- i'm pretty sure he slammed his guitar over someone's head that might hurt i think that's what happened i don't hmm. know because again it's a mini episode and we haven't done it yet 
Um, and then Bob Dylan was arrested once for just looking creepy, which, you know, makes sense. We understand. Cassie will definitely understand. So she's going to be here for that one. Um, she hates Bob Dylan. FYI. <laughs> so if you guys have any more arrests that you think we should cover, I know we've done a few in many episodes past. I can't fucking remember which ones they were, but if you think of anything, let us know. You can send us an email at deathbypodcastteam at gmail.com and make sure you stay tuned for those full episodes. We've got Michael Hutchins of NXS coming up next. So that'll be released either this Wednesday or next Wednesday. And then uh, what's the other one? Oh uh, yeah. Jean-Baptiste Lully, who was requested by a listener a while back. He is a composer, I believe a French composer and stab his foot or hand or something yeah he like the the, the guy she said in the email let me just pull it up and i can just read her words because it was pretty funny so we got this oh shit we got this email a long fucking time ago almost it's it's been a long time it's it's been been a couple years years. we just take forever we did we did mozart since then so this is from miss k burn uh, and is, she sent it in 2021 and said, I would highly recommend Jean-Baptiste Lully, who died from stabbing himself in the foot with his conducting staff for French masculinity while working for the Sun King, Louis Fourteenth. She said, there's actually a great movie that features him called Le Roy Dance, which shows some of the strange things France was doing in music to assert their dominance and superiority in all aspects, including music and dance over other countries. So basically he like stabbed himself in the foot on purpose and then got gangrene and died but we're gonna tell you the full story because there's way more to it than that obviously so that's coming up and uh, i think we're gonna do a listener suggestion for our final episode of season five which is extended into way more than 10 fucking episodes that's usually that's what we used to do was one season would be 10 episodes (laughs) but was it we're we're like up to 15 yeah we've had so many like two parters and yeah. shit and we released robert johnson from our 27 club series at the mm-hmm. beginning of this season so yeah we're we're just about done with season five uh we i think we'll do yeah a fan suggestion for the final episode we already have a list with everyone's names that suggested stuff so far if you want to get your name in there and send us something go for it you can Please don't send us an Instagram message because I never fucking check those. I don't think you can send us a Facebook message either. Send us an email. It's <laughs> <laughs> my podcast team at gmail.com. And if you want to subscribe to Patreon, it's patreon.com slash by podcast team. It's $5 a month. You get two extra episodes. We've got like almost 50 episodes up there right now. Good grief. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of content. So there, <laughs> I mean, those ones are generally longer than many episodes. So if you're looking for something that's like 20 to 20 minutes to 40 minutes to like even an hour in some cases, that's that's most of our Patreon stuff. So check it out. If you want t-shirts, fucking let me know in an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. Rest in peace. Later. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.